1: And the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man.
0: Kick it in the guts, Barry. Gotta do now past the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you it? go through that doorway to the greatest in a country in the world. Good morning, everybody. This is Annie for Showreel 3CR's look at the Australian film industry, and uh, w- this is actually the season of festivals, and the festival that we're bringing you today is the Melbourne. Women in Film Festival, which is going to start on the February the twenty first to twenty fourth, and we're going to be talking to Cyan Mitchell, festival director. So, hold on. G'day, Cyan. How are you?
1: I'm well, thank you. How are you?
0: Good. Um, I'm absolutely uh, gobsmacked at how great this festival is, the uh, Melbourne Women in Film Festival. It's uh, got a great program. You've decided Dark Delights is the yes. theme this year. Tell us, because this is an important theme, isn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. I think acknowledging and, and celebrating women sort of working perhaps in, in um, sort of darker genre filmmaking, as well as um, this idea of darkness that, that women can sort of explore through their, their screen storytelling, I think is really interesting and
0: sometimes really fun. Well, it's because this particular film festival is uh, all about uh, supporting and celebrating the work of women filmmakers and creatives. And you make uh, it quite clear that you're talking about key players in the collaborative effort, which is filmmaking. That's directors, writers, producers, cinematographers, sound designers and editors. These are the key voices that are there Creating what we see and experience in a film.
1: Absolutely, and I think maybe we should also, maybe you know, there's, add that there's a, a number of other creatives, of course, collaborating there too. Um, it's a very long list, but uh, that, that's what we've, I suppose, highlighted. Um, the,
0: the yeah, uh, so the, far. the key, the key, uh, the yeah. reason why I bring it up is, and of course, this is not to belittle anybody who actually works in film, but we're talking about that thing where. Uh, people f- have the confidence to take the, the the reins because that's effectively what people have to do when they're uh, getting other people to get on board with their creative endeavor right it, it's yeah. a big deal
1: yes. yeah yeah absolutely and 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 having that that um that voice that gets some um, heard and appreciated and acknowledged is really important
0: so how did you get involved in making uh, a festival that revolves around the creative expressions of women?
1: Uh, well, I work as a film lecturer in a film production degree. Um, and so I, I help to teach um, the next, next generation of filmmakers. And so I wanted to do something, I suppose, within the broader Melbourne screen culture that... Um, helped create an awareness for at least my students to start with, but also I suppose everybody really, create an awareness for the women who are working um, in our industry uh, because sometimes they're a little bit difficult to see or to find um, in terms of, I suppose, a commercial uh, uh, exhibition sense. So um, partly to, to... show my students that there are women out there, my female students are women out there working and doing what they want to do, but also um, to just create something that will hopefully stand, you know, in the long term in our in Melbourne's festival culture as well, because I think it's important to, to have that there.
0: And interestingly enough, in this program, which runs for a couple of days, from the 21st to the... So that's a Thursday to a Sunday, if people get that in their minds. (laughs) I mean, it's a good way of positioning it. Uh, I've noticed that uh, you've got a range of film programs, and some of those films are actually dating to the 1980s, for example. Uh, Yes, yeah. yeah. So can you, because obviously your background is uh, uh, filmic history. Uh, Mm. Tell us about why these films are so important.
1: Um, I think they're really important to to revisit, to help. um, Again, it's that awareness creation that women have been making films in our industry for a very long time. Um, I remember our our very first festival, we went back to the 1920s. Yes. For um, a team of women who were were making films around that era. So um, it's, it's a way, I think, of helping to establish that there is an Australian women's film canon, that, that women as film authors have, have existed for a very long time um, and that we need to help sort of establish that canon in, in very similar ways to how, how male um, filmmakers have, have already sort of been established in, in that way, I suppose, in terms of um, film history.
0: Well, there's, a, so, there's a, 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 a in the 1980s, for example, because I, I can hmm. speak to that, uh, it 's like with musicians uh, this idea that a woman would be the uh, the singer but wouldn 't be a uh, instrument instrumentalist uh, mm-hmm. a woman would be an actor, but they wouldn 't be the creator uh, yeah. uh, and it It gets so uh, repeated so often and it becomes so normalized that for people to actually take the reins and uh, forge their own futures in these areas. It's a real challenge. You know, they are, they are groundbreakers because whatever a person actually produces, the very act of doing the production is the political statement, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. And that's a really great way to put it, I think. Um, that, yeah, absolutely, it's sort of taking the feeling empowered power to, to go and, do, and make the story that you want to make. Um, and being able to to get it to that sort of final completion as well and put it out into the world is is an incredible achievement, no matter who you are, I think. So, um, yeah, absolutely, totally agree with that.
0: We should uh, look at those. I mean, you brought up the thing about... um a, a canon and uh there's uh, so let's look at the programs that you've got um there's okay. some special programs uh of films like there's some actual like the well which is uh mm. tell us about that that that's going to be freaky fantastic and feminist is the opening oh, well, night but
1: well that's... opening night yes so, so freaky fantastic and feminist has has a couple of films from the 80s but we do have a very special screening of the well and, it, and I guess going back to that idea of um, delving into the archive and, and canon, so The Well is a Samantha Lang film from 1997 and um, she's going to be travelling down with it, first of all, which is great, so doing a and a with us on, for that session. But um, we're going to be screening a digitally restored version that her and Samantha Levy, who's the film's producer, restored themselves and... Um, I believe, and I'll probably have to double-check this, but I believe that they tried to um, have the National Film and Sound Archive do the restoration as part of their program, Mm -hmm. Um, and it didn't happen. And so they sort of went and said, oh, well, we'll just do it ourselves, um, and uh, went ahead and did it. So we've got that. I believe it's the first screening of this particular restored version in Victoria. It did screen at Sydney Film Festival, I think, in 2017 in Adelaide, Film Festival as well. Um, but I guess it's, it's a kind of, and I'm hoping this will come up in the Q&A, a kind of discussion around why, what was her sort of impetus to, to digitally restore this particular film? Um, because I think it comes into that question of, of delving into the archive, restoring works made by women, to help kind of really cement that, that canon that we were
0: speaking about before. Because, I mean, you've got a couple of things going on here because you've got a theme which is about um, weird and wonderful, fr- uh, freaky, fantastic and feminist, effectively. Yeah. And so The Well actually ticks a lot of boxes here. For a start, it's it's based on a a novel by Elizabeth Jolly and if yeah. anybody's read Elizabeth Jolly, it's, it must have been an incredible abil- uh, strength of uh, its Laura. Jones, who must have written the script, to actually yes. synthesize it into out into the uh, real world as opposed to the psychological world, which is where Elizabeth Jolly often inhabits. Mm, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you've read any of that, but that means that um, a lot of things going on here, and it's about an older woman in, in a um, in a country rural setting. So these are all really big mm. challenges. Uh, everything about this is a, a psychological journey.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and that's that's I suppose that's where it kind of um, connects with the themes that we're wanting to explore in the festival is this idea of darkness and and perhaps that sort of personal journey through darkness and and the kind of psychological connections around that um, that are in the film. And yes, I imagine it would be a very difficult task to to write that. Um, from the book as well, but um, it's worked. I think it's worked incredibly well.
0: She's well, well, it, <laughs> made, it made, made its way to Cannes and uh, also it in its time won three AFI awards. So, uh, I mean, that will be a very interesting uh, uh, experience to watch the film and to talk to the filmmaker uh, yeah. for people who want to make films. So, I mean, you know, th- this is why because uh, it gets to that issue about what sort of films you want to make, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and um, and I think hearing from from Samantha Lang um, in that respect, uh, particularly kind of looking back at that moment for her, in, relatively early in her career, um, and uh, yeah, sort of picking her brain about that stuff.
0: No, let's go on to the various other. That's a feature. You've got other from, You've got other uh, features that you've got going. So tell us about some of those.
1: Uh, so, one of the films we are playing on the Saturday night is a film called The Five Provocations, which is by a local filmmaker called Angie Black. Um, and this one is relatively recent. So, this is looking at, um, I think, from 2018, uh, this film. And it's a really interesting kind of performative piece, really, because she's worked with a lot of Australian cabaret artists to kind of embody. These five provocations that are kind of quite mysterious um, in a lot of ways. And so it's a, it's a kind of episodic uh, story um, that sort of has over, overlapping ideas sort of through it. So, um, so it's, it's about really people quirky. in stress,
0: right? People in stress. It is, There's,
1: and grief and, and sort of loss. And, and so they, they use, um, these provocations kind of get brought up through those particular themes.
0: Um, and it time. sounds a little bit like a Greek play in a way because you've got, uh, kind ca- of, yeah, ca- cabaret acting actors be, being the chorus.
1: Yeah, 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 totally. that's the and impression and I've got. And it, but it's it's so vibrant and um, at the same time, even though it's dealing with these quite sort of sombre themes, it is um, it's really vibrant and colourful and and kind of mischievous, I suppose. At the same time. So it's a really interesting film, I think.
0: Yeah, and you've got a whole range of uh, shorts, like programs of shorts.
1: Mm, yes, we have, well, we've expanded on our shorts program because it was so popular last year. So we thought we better um, give the people what they want, I suppose. Uh, and we've been able to um, curate from what we've received in our submission process um, a, a documentary, dedicated documentary session.
0: And the um, one that jumped out at here. me was the one about Lottie Lyle, um, the first uh, the Ah, The
1: Gladstone Centaur, yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So we, we that was a sort of no-brainer for us, you know, a woman in the film industry, a film pioneer, um, and a doc- little short documentary about her, uh, yeah, which is great. Um, oh, and lots of other things as happening. well.
0: Yeah, lots of other yeah. documentaries. Uh, so it's a whole program dedicated to short documentaries, basically, that one. Yes. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And then we've also been able to dedicate um, a a sort of thematic short program as well called Sinister Shorts. So these ones Mm -hmm. are kind of on the quirkier side, a little bit weird. Some of them are a bit transgressive. Um, But we're also, again, trying to push that idea of darkness a little bit further. And we actually have um, a documentary in there called The Island, which was um, the short documentary that was eventually made into the island of – oh, gosh – It's just escaped me. It's the feature documentary that Gabrielle Brady made. Um, Island of Hungry Ghosts, I think it is. Uh, So, which is more about a kind of, again, a sort of personal journey through darkness with the story of um, um,
0: refugees. Yes, that's uh, right. And and trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've also um, got in one of... Sorry, in one of the other programs you've got, I think it must be Sinister Shorts, you've actually got the uh, original short that uh, 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 became Babadook.
1: Oh, that is um, Playing in Front of the Well, actually. That one. Oh, right. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So we're playing that with the well. Yeah.
0: I mean, Um, I've been through all this because there's so many things in this program that I'm now a little bit overwhelmed by it. I'll just remind people that you're on Showreel and we're talking about the Melbourne Women in Film Festival, which is uh, on February the 21st to to the 24th. It's a a, a program that's got films and uh, uh, dedicated... shorts programs but also it's got workshops and uh, panels and it's just quite a glorious event but let's go back to these uh, short you know the the dedicated programs like Sinister Shorts Mm. then you've got Freshly Squeezed Shorts. I love your names. Tell us about (laughs) Freshly freshly Squeezed Shorts.
1: Well we, we hope to keep Freshly Squeezed Shorts every year so this will be our shorts program that brings in all different kinds of styles and genres and forms that that women are working in, um, and so it's quite a mixed bag. So if you're not really sure what you want to see, this kind has everything. So it has some documentaries some animation, um, live-action shorts, comedy, all sorts of stuff, um, and they're all, you know, freshly squeezed, so they're all new and, and exciting. Um, and then our next-gen shorts is our students, um, our student short session. so women working in... or studying, sorry, in um, film courses. Uh, and so we've we'll, we'll put a... a Shorts program together for them as well.
0: And uh, I I should uh, tell listeners that if they actually wanted to give us a call here on 94198377, we've got a couple of double passes to one of your uh, sessions, which is going to be on at the Lido on Sunday, February the 24th, which is the second. uh, This is
1: incredibly exciting, this one, because we've got Rachel Blake and Susie Porter coming down for this. So I'm, I'm so excited about it. Um, so the second is, uh, is a feature film, and we're playing it with a, 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 an episode of a web series in front of it as well called Jade of Death. And, um, <laughs>
0: Fantastic name. <but,
1: laughs> yeah, it's great. It's a, really, it's a really great web series. Um, so we've got, we've, we've got the makers of, of Jade of Death who are going to be there too in the Q&A, as well as Susie and Rachel. And um, so, we're, so, again, sort of discussing, I suppose, um, uh, the idea of darkness and the embodiment of that through performance particularly for women, um, because the second is that sort of psychological thriller um, that was uh, made by Myra Cameron last
0: year. Yeah, and um, it was uh, shown on Netflix, I think.
1: Uh, it's a Stan. It's actually, Stan, it's actually the right. first feature film that Stan um, has helped fund, has helped uh, throw money towards, basically, and helped produce. So um, so part of, I suppose, the discussion that, that I'd be quite interested in too, particularly with Jada Death Girls there, is... Um, uh, the the idea of these new sort of platforms, streaming platforms, online um, exhibition that that can help uh, women creatives and filmmakers and storytellers to find different audiences that they might not normally find through traditional channels. Um, so that's that sort of will hopefully be part of that conversation. But the film itself, the second, um, it's a great chance to see it on the big screen, which I think is, is well-deserved because there's some beautiful cinematography in that film.
0: Oh, and it's um, also a fantastic... Yeah. Uh, Landscape. Oh, yeah, I've seen yeah. this. There's, there's
1: an amazing shot with Rachel Blake in a car um, holding a gun, like getting out, like, out of the roof of the car holding a gun as they're driving through this this amazing sort of landscape. And it's a, it's a great shot. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah and, and the house. Also the house. But anyway, as I said... Yeah, the house is beautiful. Yeah, the house is beautiful. You ought to go and see it. I mean, it is a real house. It's not a set. No, it's real. It's real. Nine four one nine eight three seven seven. if you want a double pass to that. Uh, It's on Sunday, February the 24th, and it's at 2.30 p.m. at the Lido, which is, uh, yeah, yeah, out in Camberwell. Um, Talking about uh, uh, supporting... uh, filmmakers and creatives, uh, it's important for the Melbourne Women in Film Festival, which is the third year that you've been running to mm-hmm. actually do some panel discussions and there are a variety. One of them that was really interesting to me was this Critics Lab. Explain that. Oh yeah,
1: great. Oh, well this is this is um, a little thing that we do. It's not little, I shouldn't say that. Um, so we focus also on, on supporting the next generation of women Green critics yeah. as well as filmmakers. So this is something that one of our team members, Whitney Monaghan, is, is started with us and is really passionate about This sort of her baby. Um, and so we've, over the past few months, we put a call out for, for women to sort of apply for this particular mentorship program. Um, and they then get to work sort of intensively over around two weeks with two of our mentors. So this year we've got Eloise Ross, who is um, a part of Melbourne Cinematech that happens at Acme uh, every week. Um, and Annabelle Brady-Brown, who is one of the film editors at, um, oh gosh, it's just escaped me. Sorry.
0: Oh, that's okay. Um, right, but she's right. a film but, editor. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, she's a film editor and writer. Mm. Um, and so she's, so that so they help kind of work through um, all different kinds of, oh, the big issue. She's with the big issue. That's it. Um, but, so the mentors sort of help them work through pitching stories, interviewing um, filmmakers and then, of course, the sort of writing aspect of putting it all together at the end and, and the last workshop happens at Acme um, during the festival. So uh, we have four amazing mentees. Um, mentees? as we did last year. Mentees, yes. <laughs> and um, they'll be... Um, wandering around the festival hopefully um, putting up some wonderful bits of writing about the films and the filmmakers that we have and, and,
0: and why um, is and this important that way. And why is this important
1: well I think it's um, it's a similar it's a more idea to uh, filmmaking it you know women's perspective through criticism isn't uh, isn't heard enough much like women's voices through storytelling on screen so um, I think it's important for for women critics to also um, uh, have a space in which to have their their perspectives on film uh, heard and shared as much as possible. So there is a there's, there's a a of uh, criticism written by men over uh, historically, um, and so once again we kind of just want to to raise women's voices up through through criticism as much as we possibly can as well.
0: Yeah, well, uh, having because I do do, and this is why I was being so obvious about it is that you go to see films and. Yeah, there will be two, three women there, but hordes of men. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah. God, it's a political uh, uh positive action to just come and watch this film and tell people what you think. Yeah. yeah. And it's so it's so, <laughs> so peculiar. to
1: do now as well. <laughs> With social media, everyone can write a, a film review. But I think it's really important that I mean it's just it's just making sure that um, the the Expanse of human experience is heard and and if and and seen and and um you know there's a whole bunch of different perspectives that women women should have just amongst women but also you know how where are we sort of seeing this this um representation of human experience in a broader sense too so
0: yeah it's quite uh, quite but, fascinating yeah. this um there's a couple of other ones that we should hurry up and talk about um is sure. uh, there's taking the leap from shorts to features, which is a panel.
1: Yes, um, very popular panel this one actually. Yeah. It, it, I think a lot of people want to know how to um, move or, or take, you know, take that very um, intimidating leap. I suppose from making a short film to making a feature film, you know, it can be quite an intimidating idea and process. And so um, we're trying to sort of acknowledge that through this panel and discuss perhaps some practical ways of, of doing that with
0: our panel. Because I've sp- um, spoken to filmmakers and they say that shorts are shorts and features are features. People feel mm-hmm. that learning how to do a feature a, a short will uh, automatically propel you into being able to make features. But actually that's not entirely correct.
1: No, well, short, short films are their own format. Um, they have their own kind of structure to them. Uh, and
0: And you may only want then, to say it in a short.
1: Yeah, exactly. It may only be appropriate for a short. There might be, you know, I think there's, there's some features out there in the world that perhaps should have been short. <laughs> um, but so they're their own format and they're, and they're fantastic um, and people working in, in shorts, um, you know, if there's an artistry to that. Uh, so it's not it's not about saying that shorts aren't as good as features or anything like that, but there are there are differences, and and some filmmakers are you know want to perhaps take that that next step to then explore perhaps how their their story and their craft can be um, expressed in a longer format.
0: Yeah, so that's right.
1: Acknowledging, I suppose that that uh, that
0: difference. And then there's of course visualizing your voice, a workshop. This uh-huh. is one of your new partners, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so this is something that I actually am very passionate about, and that's um, giving opportunity to different communities of women. Yeah, we're, we're looking at young women at, in this particular workshop, um, 15 to 19 year olds from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds, and give, giving them some experience with, with mentors once again to um, create their own sort of short films. And these are very, you know, very sort of short films, it's only a day workshop. Um, but getting their hands on some, you know, camera equipment and looking how to light things and how do they structure their stories to then go off and shoot them and then edit them. So they kind of work through the, the whole sort of production process um, in this workshop and, and end up having something at the end, which is really great. So um, this, is, this is hopefully the first of many of these kinds of workshops that we're wanting to run and we've received some great support from the Lord Mayor's Charitable Foundation to, to do this. Um, and, and, you're okay, at,
0: um, and you're doing it at, and you're doing it at SAE, right?
1: Yes, that's right. So, um, now granted, I work at SAE. I'm going to put that out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've been able to access um, the soundstage and the great spaces that we have there. Um, well, and that's great the equipment. So we've been we've been supported by SAE for this as well. Um, and uh, hopefully it'll be a really productive day. So we've got some great mentors to to, um, to work with our
0: participants, which is really great. Now uh, your screenings are going to be at Acme, RMIT's cinema, the Lido. Uh, they're the main ones. I, we're coming and Palace to the, and Palace, and Palace yeah. Kino. That's right. Just to get people's minds uh, around it all. Um, hopefully yeah, some people have out. rung up for the double passes. Nine four one nine eight three. Seven um, seven. How do they find out about the program?
1: They can head to our website, so mwff.org.au uh, We have all our program up there um, and tickets available. And yeah, they can read about all our different sessions.
0: Yeah, didn't I tell you this is a fantastic festival, Melbourne Women in Film Festival, February the twenty first to the twenty fourth. Thanks very much, mm. so for talking to me.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. No
0: problem. Coming up next is Published or Not. You can hear the rest of the other side, the Orff Weavers, because it's such a beautiful song.